one. Clap. Great. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I'm joined again by co-host Derek. What's up, Derek? What's going on, Asan? How are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing well. I cannot complain. Um, yeah, can't complain, and I won't complain. I choose not to. That's the power I have. That's a good spot have. to be in. <laughs> yeah. That's a good spot no. <laughs> to be in. I like that. I'm happy for you. Well, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm well. Um, things are going well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Can't complain. Uh, got to play Dungeons & Dragons for the first time in years last night, so that was a lot of fun. This brewery that I really like is uh, they put on a really large game. And so um, I've been trying to, to play for years, but I've always had to work on Mondays and Tuesdays. And now mm. that I don't have to work on Mondays and Tuesdays, I can play. So I was able to finally play the game. And, and it's been it's been like four years since I've played. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's been a while. Okay. So it was good to uh, good to stretch the uh, the fantasy, you know, imagination Legs. Little legs a little bit last night. So <laughs> the fantasy imagination legs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. You know, that's yeah. just what we're going with. I think you did it perfectly. Well, thank you. Um that's cool. When you do uh dungeons dungeons and dragons, are you do you uh do the dungeon mastering or do you like to just play as like a No, I'm just a player. I don't okay. have enough experience to DM for people yet. Gotcha. Although I have before. Mm-hmm. Um but I think part of the reason why it was a failure as a uh, as an outing is that I was still a little bit too young to the game or mm. new to the game, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm a little bit more experienced, so I could probably handle it. Like if you wanted to play, I could probably provide you with a really good experience. Yeah. But if it's somebody that like really plays D and D all the time, I'm not going to be you know mm-hmm. their favorite. Gotcha. To run well, the game. All right. So, well, that yeah. sounds great, man. Uh, I've never yeah. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, seems like it'd be fun. Oh, you simply must. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's all the rage. It's all the rage. Well, I figure you would actually like it with your background in improv and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's fun. It's basically just improv the entire time. So yeah, no, improv and dice rolling. That's it. Improv and math. That's, that's all it is, (laughs) which is why it made me laugh when it's like, when I was a kid, people were like, it's of the devil. And now I'm like, no, it's just a bunch of nerds playing like improv games and doing math. Mm hmm. I'm into, sitting around a table. I'm into both of those things, I think. They're, fun. It's fun, man. Yeah. It's a good time. All right. Well, cool. I'm into that. Um, see Maybe what, I'll have to come up and bring my set, and we'll have to get some people together for a little mini game or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Show me the ropes. I Yeah, it seems like a, like a cool thing. Um, Once you get the hang of it, it's so simple. Really? Like, to play the, me- the mechanics of the game are very simple once you get the hang of it. The complicated part comes with, like, the lore and the creatures and, like, having to know, you know, the inherent knowledge that, like, when it comes, like, with the level that I'm playing with, I'm playing with people that have been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, since, like, middle school. So it's, like, I'm a little outclassed and I'm kind of the greenhorn, which is kind of how mm-hmm. I rolled up my character mm-hmm. <laughs> to be kind of stupid. Yeah, and what kind of character did you do? You, did you I'm play playing a half orc fighter. Okay. Yeah, named Drac. All right, there you go. So yeah, it's fun. I basically get in and mix it up. Okay. Well, that's yeah, good. That's good fun. to know. It's a fun time. <laughs> cool. Um, let's see, what did I? What have I been doing this week? Um, just a lot of improv. Um, nothing. Too crazy or outside of the norm. 
uh, trying to think if I've been watching or playing anything. I haven't really played video games a lot in the last week or so. Still trying to wake, work, like work my way through the Ancestors game. Mm-hmm. Um, How's that going for you yet? Do you have a laser rifle? <laughs> yeah, almost. Um, almost? Almost. Oh, also, I'm still, uh, I'm almost done with, uh, or maybe I finished it. I It's kind of hazy right now. I can't remember. I'm either, like, almost done with the God of War 2018 or just recently finished it. I can't quite remember, <laughs> but either way, yeah, I'm, kinda I'm just rounding ends. third. Yeah. So, yeah, that um, game just kind of ends, and then you're like, I don't know what to do with this or yeah. myself now. Yeah, so um, uh, I'm looking forward to get, getting the new one soon and, and, and going through that one. Um, but yeah, that's that's really it. Um, not a ton. I've just been doing a lot of writing and stuff in my spare time. But Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I did watch some TV, which uh, we, we can get to. Did you watch uh, The Last of Us premiere? I have not had a chance to sit down and see it uh, yet. Okay, then we can uh, talk about it here then. We'll do a one-sided conversation. It, it, honestly, I've played the game, so you're yep. not going to like spoil anything okay. for me. So we can talk about it. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, just, uh, yeah, I watched earlier last this last week. Mm-hmm. I saw, I started a new show as well. I was trying to bide my time before Last of Us came out mm-hmm. and uh, found a pretty cool, pretty cool little little show on HBO Max called Warrior. Okay, what's that about? Warrior takes place in 1878 in San Francisco. Okay. And it follows this guy who gets off the boat as a Chinese immigrant in San Francisco. Yep. In post-war, post-Civil War San Francisco. Um, and he ends up becoming a um, hatchet man or enforcer for the, like, the local like Chinese mob. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, um, it's like this kung fu western meets like the city kind of vibe it's really fun Mm -hmm. lots of good choreographed like choreographed fights the the choreography is really is really well done okay and is it's it's an american production i'm assuming it's an american production i believe it's all in english so great with with very few chinese subtitles um um, and when they do, so what they'll do is when it's when they're speaking predominantly Chinese, they'll start speaking Chinese, and then the camera will do this like movement, like some of some sort of movement mm-hmm. that will put you behind a character or kind of like switch your perspective a little bit, and then they'll start speaking English. But it's oh, okay. understood that they're but they're still speaking. It's understood that they're still speaking Chinese, yeah, Valkyrie style. And the, yes, exactly. Like the and then they'll do the exact same. Yeah, and then they'll do the exact same thing on the way back. Um, when it transfers back from Chinese back to English again. Okay, so, gotcha, that's cool. You know, so they'll start speaking Chinese, and then they'll have Chinese subtitles a little bit. So you're, it's not like it's not like you're reading a lot, you're having to read a lot, which I don't know. People, Some people like subtitles, some people don't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't really care, but um, I just thought it was an interesting mechanic to keep you in the, you know, in the loop and also keep the language still moving without bogging down the show, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like it. It's fun. I'm only like two episodes in so far, but it's a fun time, man. And it's like I said, the fight choreography is really what sells it, because there's a lot of shows that try to do like that kung fu kind of like in the city kind of thing, or at least Mm -hmm. that have tried, and they haven't been able to do it because they don't really lend themselves to like fight to really like put it in put in the time for the fight choreography. And this show Mm -hmm. really does, and I really appreciate that. Well, good. That sounds good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's I'd fun. It's on it HBO out, yeah. Max. Okay, cool. It's got a couple of seasons out, but I was looking for something to try and fill my time before Last of Us came out, and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of 
that scratched the itch. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Depending on how the news news week goes um, this week, um, we, we can maybe do a more in-depth um, conversation about Last of Us next week. Um, yeah. Once you once you get a chance to watch it, but yeah, I will absolutely. say I will say this: um, it is very good. The first episode is very good, very well done, very faithful to the 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 um, the first game. Um, go, sorry, were you going to ask something? Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say that's what a lot of like the initial reports that I've seen reviews and stuff mm-hmm. were just saying, at least from video game sites, about how faithful of an adaptation it is. Mm-hmm. Which which is good because that game has a really good story to tell, and I don't think you mm-hmm. need to mess with it too much, you know. No, yeah, no. The I think the story is um, at least so far um, it's uh, staying pretty faithful to uh, the game as I remember it. Um, the uh, the the first episode is essentially like the opening of the game um, with Joel and his daughter and that whole sequence about the. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, the the apocalypse kicking off and all of that all that is done so well um and then it concludes basically the first episode concludes with we've jumped to 20 years later and we've introduced the ellie character and it ends with joel going beyond the fence line for the first time or not for the first time but um you know embarking on the mission to go find his brother so like it's at that point where the first episode ends so it's like it's Dude, it's great. It's like an hour long. Like it, it's long and it feels long, but not in a bad way. It just feels like it's taking its Good. time. And Good. it's um, it's at least so far, I like the 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 management of tones. Uh, it is it is it has some horror moments, but it's not a horror show. Like it's much more of a drama, like the game is, which I think mm-hmm. is really good. Um, but I mean, there are some sequences that were shot really 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 well and are done really really cinematically which is really cool that's awesome it's that's also one of the things like i really appreciated about the game Mm -hmm. is that it didn't like it wasn't like a horror game yeah it was more of a survival trying to focus on telling the drama of the story Mm -hmm. as opposed to being like look at these crazy things you should run from them yeah um, but, Which is, but keep in mind, you still should do that. You should run oh, away yo, from them. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to see a clicker and be like, hey, come give me a hug. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, – there's a, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, man. Um, it's uh, – what's his name? is uh, Pedro Pascal is very good in it. Um, the entire cast is really good. He He's he's great. The girl who plays his daughter that dies is also really amazing. Um, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's really well done. And, like, you, <laughs> like, you couldn't ask for, like – a better adaptation of such a beloved property. So I think people are going to be watching this in droves. Oh yeah. And if you haven't started, you know, I feel like it's one of those people that if they're not familiar with it, then they very much will be. Yeah. Once it really starts <laughs> building up steam, because yeah. the initial stuff, um, at least right out the gate for, um, reviews have all been absolutely stellar. Yeah. So. Uh, and this also gives me hope for like, uh, like in the future, just doing other comic or not comic book video game adaptations that are faithful to the game. I think that this this proves that it can work. Um, yes. And uh, and I watched it with a friend who has never played the game before, and she's not mm-hmm. even like a video game player at all, so she has no real frame of reference for the game at all. And she loved it. She was like, "This show is amazing," um, which is like a, a good sign, I think. 
That's high yeah. praise for yeah. a show, mm-hmm. especially for a video game property. If it mm-hmm. can pull people in that haven't seen it and have no idea what's going on, if 100%. they can still enjoy it, then that's that's solid praise, I think, for yeah. especially for the for the ability to adapt a property. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's good, man. I'm really I'm really looking forward to the future of like. Um, video game adaptations uh especially with these more like cinematic story based games i think uh we're i think off the success of this one i think we're definitely going to get more of these i mean we're, they're already doing a uh god of war um yes adaptation live action. yeah um i would yeah, love i would love to see them do um grand theft auto specifically grand theft auto 5 i think that like that game is really Grand Theft right. Auto Five would make a great show. Yeah, that, I think that would be a, a great sh- a great show. It could be a great movie if they wanted to go that route too. Um, I yeah, it's just it's great. Like I, I'm really looking forward to what they end up doing with these adaptations. Now that we know that, like, hey man, if you just do do it faithfully and do it well, these movies are you know these games can be good movies. So yeah, looking forward to it. I still speaking of video games that are trying to turn into franchises. Um, I, I want to see uh, Metal Gear Solid. Personally. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think um, we've. I think we're long overdue for a Metal Gear Solid movie. Like 100%. it's time. Yep. The fans want it. It's long overdue. We've been clamoring for it for decades. It's time to just bite the bullet and make a movie or a TV show. Um, but the one, the one genre of games that always makes me interested that they try to turn them into movie franchises are racing mm-hmm. games. True. You know what I mean? Like, because I think yep. we have either Gran Turismo or Need for Speed coming out. Uh, Gran Turismo is coming out, yeah. Gran Turismo, yeah. So, the, the, but they also did a Need for Speed adaptation uh, mm-hmm. back in 2014 with Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. I went I and saw, I saw that, that, and that movie, was a yeah. yeah, that was a weird movie. Yeah, not it was great. It was mostly like, look how awesome these cars are. Oh, and there's yeah. also a storyline. Yeah, or whatever, <laughs> or whatever we're gonna do. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Need for Speed came out in 2014, and they tried to wrap drama around car racing. It's always interesting that instead of just doing like a racing, a car racing genre movie, mm-hmm. they try to add like extra character. Like I don't know, it it's just weird to me. I it doesn't seem to me that it that's a genre of video games that's that lends itself to adaptation to the you know television and film world just because by its very nature there really isn't a story to it it's just right. get these cool cars and drive around a track yeah it, yeah because like it i mean we know movies that are about racing cars can work i mean fast and the furious yeah. is great uh oh, yeah. you know the uh, there's a lot of good what racing was the movies. one what was the one chris hemsworth was in rush rush yes yeah. rush was awesome yeah so it is possible i think the the inherent issue is like it's whenever you do a, a an adaptation of a property that's about racing and it doesn't have like a story to it, it like it feels like it's just a cash grab because it's like you could just like if you yeah, sure you could potentially like if you wanted to make a need for speed movie and make a compelling story about driving cars really fast, you could just make a movie about car a compelling story and cars going real fast. Uh, but that's not necessarily an adaptation of Need for Speed. It's just a good film about cars. So it's like, yeah. why call it Need for Speed? There's nothing there that's recognizable uh, about Need for Speed that's different than the other games. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like, like Gran Turismo does not have a story mode, as far as I'm. No, I don't aware. think so. Yeah. Like there. Yeah. There's like you know. There's a career mode in the sense of like 
you can work through playing against a computer and stuff like that, but I don't think there's a narrative to it. Now, some of the later Need for Speed games do have narratives. Uh, like I played through oh, Need they? for yeah, I played through uh, Need for Speed. Um, oh man, what is it called? I think it's called oh Need for Speed Heat, I believe, and it takes place in like this fictional city that's kind of like Miami, and there's like a story, and you have like a an, an avatar in it, and like you you know you're uh, there's like a story about how you need to like save a shop or something like that, and there's um, by racing your car yeah exactly by driving really fast you can save the planet exactly um so yeah there i mean there's there there's some games but i don't think i don't think gran turismo has uh, as a story so i mean hopefully they have just made a good movie about racing and have decided to call it gran turismo because i'll go watch it but if it's bad yeah, yeah. you just keep it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i don't i don't need this don't um, need it in my life i yeah. already have enough media to consume mm-hmm but yeah, I think I think racing is a, a very cinematic sport. So I think they, you know, if they do it right, they could uh, do something really cool. I don't think they've done a. Uh, oh, I guess Rush was was Rush was Formula One racing, or no? Rush was Formula One, but that okay. was about a very famous Formula One rivalry back in the seventies. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think. Th- I mean, maybe there should be more Formula One movies because I mean, Formula One is insane. Dude, it's nuts. Do you know the life expectancy? Like in the 70s, do you know the life expectancy of a driver at Formula One was 30 seconds? <laughs> That's crazy. You know, That's you, know what, you know what the other profession that has that life expectancy span is? Wingsuit guys? No, the special forces. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like they're on par with like some of the like, people that go do combat for a living. That's crazy. That's it's nuts, nuts man. Yeah, thirty yeah, it's, seconds. What a crazy sport! <laughs> I know, dude. Um, Formula One's crazy. I love watching it when it's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch. Um. All right, should we? Uh, I guess dive into some news stuff. Let's do it. All right. Let's see here. Um. What do I have up first? Um. Oh. Oh. We can got- we can talk about this. Uh. You just watched the Mandalorian trailer. I did, yes. Yeah, I, I've also seen the trailer. Um, what do you think about it? I think it looks good. Season three looks like it's going to be a gas, just like seasons one and two. Yeah, you really can't mess this show up, really. Just keep giving Favreau, us... Favreau knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And you can tell, like, this is him just having a wild good time of being mm-hmm. like, what else can we do that's just really cool? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the way he's been able to really bring the world of Star... Like, more than anything else, I think The Mandalorian has really brought the world of Star Wars to life mm-hmm. in a way that gives it... It gives it sort of a fresh take mm-hmm. on it, you know? Yeah. Like, we're seeing the way the war... We're seeing the way the universe and the galaxy works when you're watching The Mandalorian. It's, you know, it... It takes its time to tell a story and a good story at that. Um, But it also manages to be episodic in nature as well, which really, I don't know. It's just the way he's doing it and the way he's running the show. It's, it's, it's really good. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh... like, like every time I watch it, I'm just like, wow, this is a really well done show. Like you can tell the people that work on this show Mm -hmm. love this like product. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, yeah, I think this show functions in a similar space to like, you know, the it's like a it's almost feels like those throwback like uh, 
like Western TV shows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's it's epi- it's episodic. Yeah, yeah, sure. There are like like long like overhanging like overarching um, narrative elements, but like for the most part, it's an you know it's an episodic show, like following this sort of like lone character and then the kid he has to protect, and it's just like, man, yeah, just there's no way you can really mess this show up. Like as long as you keep it true to what it is, like. There's real you can't go wrong. Just give me a give me give me two or three action sequences and give me, you know, the Mandalorian staring at people through his helmet and and give me some cute Grogu moments and let's go home. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's, it's really yeah. just it is just like it a nails, solid It does it. Yeah. It's true. It nails everything you want. Yeah. Every ep- every episode. Mm-hmm. I haven't had an episode that I was like, "Oh, that was yeah. a bad episode." Yeah. There are sure there are episodes I prefer to prefer to others, of but like it's like you never get a bad episode. It's always just a really solid just home run of a show. Yeah, totally. And yeah, I'm I'm totally looking forward to this. Uh so it seems like, based on the trailer, it seems like he has to make a trip back to Mandalore, um, whatever yes. that means. So that, well, that's, that's the home planet from right, where the Mandalorians right. come from, which mm-hmm. was decimated by the Jedi, I believe, mm-hmm. for some yeah. reason, which we will find out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it just looks great, man. Uh, looks like he meets up with uh, a bunch of Mandalorians in different colored armors, which is cool. Um, they're doing action things. They're doing action things. Grogu's doing some force things. Yeah, man, it's great. I, I'm looking forward to it. I can't. I cannot. Uh, I cannot uh, wait to see. And it's in March. I think it's March first. March first. Yeah. Okay. Cool. March first is when it comes out. Yeah. Not long. Not long. Um, no, it's going to be here before we know it. Yep. Um, what else did? Oh, and then uh, I saw the uh, during the Monday Night Football game uh, last night. There was a another trailer for Ant-Man Quantumania. Um, oh yeah, anything new that we saw? Anything new from that one? Not really. This one was trying to uh, really sell the 3D experience of it. Um, and so oh, it yeah, was that's kind what of... they do for sports stuff because mm-hmm. they know people don't really go for the superhero thing on sports channels. They're like, mm-hmm. it's 3D. I'm like, yep. then why advertise? Exactly. So exactly. So they were, um, yeah, they were just really selling the 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 3D aspect of it, and also this one was like a more action oriented trailer, um, mm. given the sports yeah. audience, um, but not 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 much new like footage or anything like that. Just like a a recut of what stuff we've seen, and sure. I feel like they use some more aggressive takes of Kang delivering his lines. Um, but other than that, like same trailer. I am excited for the movie though. I can't I can't wait. I to am see too. It. Yeah, I think this is I'm interested be really to see good. how badass Kang is. I know. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a, a good chance that we are surprised by how like uh, badass this version of Kang uh, turns out yeah. to be. Um, I mean that that shot of him stomping Ant Man's helmet is pretty great in the trailer. Yeah, so. oh, it's it's threatening. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, sure, I can control time or whatever, but I can also just kick you in the face <laughs> i just kick you yeah <laughs> yep. crush your helmet if i feel like it like oh no <laughs> yeah uh speaking of ant-man uh, uh i got a news item here kevin feige is uh talking about ant-man 3 and why it kicks off the marvel phase 5 uh in an interview with empire magazine he says we wanted to kick off we wanted to kick off phase 5 with ant-man because he's earned that position feige said uh, to not simply be the backup or comic relief, but to take his position in uh, at at the front of the podium of the MCU. The first discussion we had was, what if Ac- what if Ant Man is accidentally in in a mo- in a, an Avengers movie by himself, <laughs> which I think is a great <laughs> is a great uh, starting off point for an Ant Man movie. Um, 
yeah, this is I'm I'm really looking forward to this, man. Um, Me too. Me too. Um, what was it? IGN.com uh, said that in a recent that said Ant Man three producers say the film will be as important and integral to the MCU as Civil War. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, oh, to continue this. Uh, continue this uh, quote. He says, in the film, which officially kicks off phase, phase five of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, superhero partner Scott Lang and Hope, Hope Van Dyne return to continue their adventures as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, oh, no, this is the synopsis. I thought this was more of his quote. Never mind. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, speaking of Marvel stuff, uh, I, I sent you that photo of... Uh, 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 what's Adam Warlock. Name? Adam Warlock. What is, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Yeah, be, looking absolutely jacked as a uh, <laughs> just beefy as all get out, man. Yeah. Just what a beefcake. As Adam Warlock. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. That he looks great. Um, if you told me that goofy kid was going to turn into a very handsome man, I would not have believed you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think maybe they're potentially? Uh, do you think potentially he's going to join the team and kind of replace Drax? Do you it's think that's question. what they're grooming him for? I wonder what. I, wonder. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, let me. Oh, my internet just disappeared on me. Um, oh no! At least my window. Yeah. Hold on. Yep. Get out of here. Um. Yeah. Let me see. Yes. Okay. No, he is a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. So uh, they're probably going to be grooming him to join up with the team at some some point, or mm-hmm. they might not. He's also an ambivalent kind of character. Like it's kind of like his. Just because he's working with you doesn't mean he's your friend. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of that kind of thing. So I'm wondering if. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they play. Just because he is, Warlock is such a complicated character mm-hmm. and kind of a, a different style of character that it's kind of hard to plug him in. He could ease, just as easily be the henchman of the villain and then True. at the end of the movie have a change of heart. True. Um, yeah, I think he uh, also, I mean, Will Poulter also has uh, great comedic timing. Uh, he does. Great comedic chops. So um, I think that's also something. Uh, to keep in mind uh, in terms of casting and sort of the tone of Guardians. I think they have plans for him in the long in the long run to be sort of like a fixture. Could be wrong about that, but um, here's a quote James Gunn says, uh, talking to Empire about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, they asked him, is uh, Adam Warlock's sole purpose to take down the Guardians? He says it's, it's kind of more complicated than that. Uh, but he's definitely not a good guy. What we're seeing is the infant form of uh, Warlock, newly out of the cocoon, and he doesn't understand life very well. He's basically a baby. Um, okay. And he talked about the casting. He says, people online were saying, oh, Tom Cruise should be Adam Warlock. Gunn said, uh, I wanted somebody who was youthful, and I wanted the person who had the dramatic chops and the comedic chops, not only for the movie, but for what Marvel will use Adam Warlock for in the future. He could become this really important character. Um, so there we have it. Hmm. Also, who's trying to cast Tom Cruise? <laughs> That's a... I mean, I could imagine a version of Adam Warlock where Tom Cruise kind of works, especially because if Adam Warlock is supposed to be this like perfect guy, Tom Cruise has kind of built his whole career playing like perfect dudes, so it could be like a nice turn for him. But if, especially if they were going like 
this is, uh, you know, Adam Warlock who's existed for ages and he's like older. But if they wanted like a young Adam Warlock, I get why they went um, with like a more youthful person. I just say keep Tom Cruise out of the MCU. Yeah. So I'm not I don't have such a hard stance on that because I like I I'm not one who's like. As long as they don't like so if they got Tom Cruise to play like, you know, a, a a a a um. I'm 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 more against really really big well-known actors like that playing like legacy characters um because like it it can be distracting but like I think Tom Cruise and people like that could definitely play like either cameo kind of characters or like one-off oh. villains or something like that I think that'd be great Of course I'm not saying like don't put him in at all I'm yeah. just saying keep him out of the main roster lineup For like sure. people are trying to punch him into the main roster lineup but I'm like that's not what he's for yeah, no. What he's for is a random cameo of a different Iron Man. Yeah. That, that, put a bad goatee great. on him. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, or yeah. have Tom Cruise would make a good villain, too. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I Man, like, in, in similarly to how we felt when in Endgame, when all the, the people show up and walk through the portals and stuff like that, I mean, we're yeah. essentially going to get another one of those in uh, yep. Avengers, uh, in the Avengers movie, the <laughs> Kang Dynasty movies and stuff. Like, I cannot wait uh, for all the different Tony Starks to show up. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be so many celebrity cameos. Like, that's where I think that's when we're going to get the fill of that when everybody uh, is coming together for the um, what is that called? The um, Secret oh, Wars. Man. Secret the Secret Wars, yeah. When everybody comes through for that and the, the incursion happens and everyone's fighting Kang and it's all the different versions from across the multiverse, like that's when we're gonna get our uh, our Tom Cruise Tony Stark, and I think everyone will lose their minds and that'll be really cool and really fun. And we'll finally get a Robert Downey Jr. return, which will be great. Um Ugh, of course we're speculating on all of this, but it, I know of they'd course be stupid to not no... do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to guarantee that uh, Avengers uh, Secret Wars uh, uh, will be a, you know, $5 billion movie at the box office, you get you get Robert Downey Jr. back. You get Tom Cruise yeah, to make do. a cameo. You know what I mean? You, br- you, br- you definitely bring Robert Downey Jr. back as, to- mm-hmm. as Tony Stark. Yeah, like, you have to. You do. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think they have uh, to Adam Warlock though. Just to finish that off, I think they do have plans for him beyond Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I think he's going yeah. to be a character that kind of bridges them to the Fantastic Four. Um, I, I think he's going to be one of those kind of characters. Like I think he's going to stick around for a while in the MCU and kind of be a figure that um, is around. Um, and, yeah, and you can do so much with him too. Yeah, so totally. it's you know it's very he's such a complicated character. You can do pretty much whatever you want to with him. Yeah. Because he's kind of like, he's kind of like Marvel's, because to this point, a lot of the galactic characters in the Marvel Universe, um, in the cinematic universe, are either villains, so they're dead, or Mm -hmm. they are the Guardians of the Galaxy characters who like, aren't, who their whole thing is like, they're not experts on how the galaxy works. Um, and And so this character, I feel like, is the first character we're getting who's like a legit like stepping stone to the rest of the galactic Marvel cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he's going to be pivotal in that regard in terms of like bringing us the audience into what else is going on in the galaxy. Um you know, hence Fantastic 4 and you know later we'll get Silver Surfer, we'll get all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to how they end up using him and uh, it's great to see that he's jacked. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks, his physique is very similar to, uh, it reminds me of like um, when Chris Hemsworth was at his bulkiest playing Thor. It was a very yeah. similar physique. You know what I mean? Before he started toning. Exactly. Before he got real slim and was doing all the extraction movies and stuff. Like he, yeah. when he was like, you know, extremely yoked, it was a similar. I think they have like a similar physique in that way. When he was just when his arms were the size of my thighs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When it's like it's like your forearms are just as big as your biceps. How did you pull that off? <laughs> that can't be healthy. Yeah, exactly. What kind of exercise do you have to do to do that? You don't want to know. You're right. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I was asking rhetorically. <laughs> okay, you have a good day now, you giant man. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, um, in other Ant-Man Marvelish news, there's a uh, first look at a character called Quaz or Quaz, um, played by actor Jackson Harper. Let's see if there's How anything do you spell about um, Quaz is Q U A Z. Um, all right, let's see if there's any info about who the character is in this article. If not, we can Google separately. Uh, and maybe I don't know if it's like a new character for the movie or anything. It seems like it might be. Yeah, little is known about the character, but Empire is reporting that he's a telepath, and that the character he's pictured with is Katie M. O'Brien's Gentora, who's noted to be a freedom fighter. Yeah, it says uh, affiliation freedom fighter status. Um, appearances, movie Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, unreleased. That's pretty much it. Okay. So he's it's, not, I'm on he's the not Marvel, a character I'm on the, from the comic no, books. I'm on the Marv, the MCU fandom okay, gotcha. page, and it doesn't see, let's see. Yeah, his entire um, bio is blank, so he's got to be invented just for the movie. Gotcha. Probably someone um, either of the quantum realm or stuck there. Um, yes. So, interesting. All right, I'm into that. Oh, he was in, uh, he was in Midsommar um, and Dark Waters. He's been in some good stuff. Um, great. Oh, yeah. That actor's great. I like him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Into that. Um, let's see if we have any, if I have any other Marvel stuff. Oh, Fantastic Four news. Uh, you'll be into yes. this. Um, you have this up, too, or no? No, I don't. What oh, okay. is this news about Fantastic right. Four? I must have missed it. You'll like this. Um, this is from ComingSoon.net. Um, Fantastic Four. Adam Driver reportedly is the front runner, front runner for lead role, is what they say. Um, Adam Driver may be soon joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as a recent report notes that uh, Driver is a frontrunner to star in Marvel Studios' Fantastic Four. The director's, uh, uh, sorry, the direct, the uh, publication that uh, this is from, uh, report mentions that uh, as the development of the highly anticipated Fantastic Four film continues to get underway, the search for who will play Reed Richards, Reed Richards is intensifying. Um, many actors have been talked about for the project, but recent reports seem to suggest that uh, Driver is in the lead to land the gig. Um, this isn't the That's first. Reed Richards, interesting. Yeah, this isn't the first suggestion that Driver is up for the role. First, insider Jeff Snyder shared information during the Hot Mike podcast that Driver is in the lead to play the role. A report that Snyder said he couldn't verify, but made sense to him elsewhere. Also teased that. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Elsewhere, beyond the trailers, Grace Rudolph also teased that Driver could be a front runner in uh, a front runner for a certain stretchy role, quote unquote. Lastly, um, the direct's own sources in their report note that Driver is Marvel Studios' top casting choice to play the new Reed Richards. Although these reports are all impossible to uh, to definitively confirm or deny as of now. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, and here's a, here's another side note. We can before we like react to this. Alongside rumors of Reed Richards, other reports have mentioned that Elvis star Austin Butler has been eyed to play the role of Johnny Storm, otherwise known as the Human Torch. Um, I'd yeah. buy that. Yeah, no, he's, he's Austin Butler's the Human Torch makes sense to me. Yeah, he looks he looks like Johnny Storm. He's a great actor. Uh, seems like a nice enough guy. Um, he he looks like he can play sort of the hot shot. Uh, kind of guy i mean obviously he just played elvis but um even just as austin butler he has kind of like a you know i think very highly of myself kind of look to him <laughs> yes he does um yeah I, so i like that johnny storm casting i think that would be really good i i am all for adam driver as reed richards now that i'm thinking about it look i think he could play that arrogant prick really well yeah i and just on a physicality level uh, he his frame, him being so tall and lanky, I think would lend really well to him playing Mister Fantastic, because um, right. I think it would help sell the stretchy vibe a little bit, right. a little bit more. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you can't have um, you can't have Reed Richards be bulked up like the Hulk and stretch. It doesn't. Right, <laughs> right. and I think uh, Adam Driver his he has a physical presence about him that is wiry and 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 long and tall. But he's still physically imposing, which I think is an important aspect to that character mm-hmm. if he's going to like really hold his own. And 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 believe it or not, and maybe it's just because of some of the roles that he's played or like, you know, what I know about his background as like uh, as a, a, a military guy. He I just believe him as like a scientist slash astronaut guy. Like, I just believe right. that he has the, you know, sort of the wherewithal and like the sort of the motivation to like do what it has to, he's a, to me he's a plausible choice to be an astronaut you know what i mean like sure. i would i would sure. believe he would have that kind of you know gumption to go out and become you know he has that vibe that he's been to space yeah for sure <laughs> um or so if he yeah. hasn't then he's going to go soon right um i yeah i'm all for that casting honestly um yeah I'm trying to imagine him if they decide to go the route of giving him sort of like the you know the crew cut with the graying temples, which I don't think they necessarily have to do honestly. Um, in order to have Reed Richards be Reed Richards, I totally think you could have Adam Driver just be Adam Driver, uh, like with in terms of like his hair and stuff like that. I don't think you necessarily need to do the crew cut, but I would be interested to see what he looks like with it. Um, see, now I'm gonna echo all the people that stick that are sticklers for. Mm-hmm. authenticity and go I mm-hmm. kind of it's such an iconic look mm-hmm. you know yeah and granted Doctor Strange has that look too yeah but it's a little bit different so I, I could see them not doing it but I also would kind of like them to do it as well just for comic book accuracy yeah no I get I you. feel like that'd be a good I feel like it would be a good move just you know yeah see I'm looking at pictures of Adam Driver with short hair now I just googled it and he definitely looks nerdier with with short short hair which could be a look that they're going for. If I were directing it, I personally would have him be somewhere in the middle. There's a picture of him. If you Google Adam Driver short hair, there's a picture of Which him. I did. W- there's a picture of him with like a red background. Do you see that? Yes, I do. With this goatee. Yeah, I would do more. He's giving of that, that kind look. of half smile. Yes, where it's kind of like it's not long, like it's behind his ears, but it's also like not incredibly short. Like, it's kind of shaggy. Yeah, it's kind of like a shaggy. Like to me, that's what like a scientist who's like buried in his work and like he gets haircuts but sometimes forgets because he's so he's so in his work to me i think that's yeah. a good look for him yeah yeah no that's a good point that's a good yeah. that's a good way to sell it i think um yeah i think that that one 
I think that's a better it's a better look for sure. Because yeah. I'm looking at the short hair pictures and he looks nerdier, but I also think he's like much smaller in the in those pictures. Uh, he's not quite yes. as yoked as he's been for like Kylo Ren and stuff like that. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's going to do great in that role. I think that's a and he's a and he's a I think he's a uh, pretty proven movie star at this point. Mm-hmm. Like people go see stuff that he's in. So I think he can anchor that movie really well. Um, and yeah, and I think you can if you cast someone like, you know, if you put Kylo Ren in your movie, I think you can um, take more liberties with other casting choices and cast some people who maybe don't have as much cachet in the industry yet. I know Austin right. Austin Butler just won the the Golden Globe, but uh, um, you know you can you can have a little bit more fun I think with the casting if you anchor it with someone yeah, that's really recognizable. You can pad it with yeah you can pad it with people that don't necessarily aren't necessarily like household names. Yeah, so if you got Adam Driver in and Austin Butler, then you could totally find if you wanted to do two unknowns for the you know for Sue Storm and uh, yeah. Ben Grimm, you totally could. Um, right. So yeah, I'm I'm really interested. I'm I think I'm the most interested to see what they do with the thing. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the complicated character. Yeah, like you just cast somebody that can like for Reed Richards, you cast somebody that's that can play arrogant mm-hmm. and you know self assured mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you know mm-hmm. all of that with you know with underlying anger problems and there you go you know Sue Storm's easy and Johnny Storm's easy but Ben Grimm is complicated like are they going to do mocap for it are mm-hmm. they going to do just animated you know yeah i think so so if <clears throat> if we just if we want to park here on Fantastic 4 for just a minute yeah. the one i think there there were a couple things that i i actually enjoyed about the Josh Trank um Fantastic 4 nightmare um <laughs> and 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 one of those things was uh the direction they went in for Ben Grimm. Um mm-hmm. uh what was the actor? Um Jamie Bell, I believe. Jamie Bell. I liked that direction of you know because you know the original f- movie franchise did uh Michael Chiklis and he was great. Um but I liked the direction of especially because they were doing a younger Fantastic 4. I liked the direction of Jamie Bell as sort of like this, uh, um, you know, sh- tough kind of streetwise kid who's kind of like put upon and has like this like rage kind of boiling under his uh, just beneath the surface. And then he, you know, gets turned into this monster. I like that he and I like that he was like a handsome guy who has to become a monster. You know what I mean? I right. like that element of it. So um, I, I'm not I'm not necessarily one who thinks like you got to. You gotta cast a stocky bald guy to be the the thing. I, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I think you Michael can really. Michael Chiklis will forever be Ben Grimm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wish they had a uh, 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 better uh, CGI stuff back then because that. <laughs> well, they didn't CGI, dude. They put I know, in makeup. That suit is horrible. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. It's it looks... wild that someone screen tested that and went, yeah, sure. <laughs> so this looks like foam to everyone else too, right? <laughs> This looks like shit, yeah. right? We're all in agreement. This looks terrible. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Send it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think the casting for that is wide open, honestly. Um, yeah. I think it's going to matter more. Uh, it's going to matter more depending on how, like, if this Fantastic Four movie is an origin story where they have to, like, start as humans first, I think the casting will matter much more. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think if they're going to go the Groot route, I think then you find someone who has a compelling enough um, voice actor. And by, and by that, I mean if they do the all CG and you never really see him in his human form, then I think you uh, it's more important to cast someone, you know, with a good voice. Um, I You know, I think the Groot casting of Vin Diesel was was a great casting choice. Oh, yeah. I think he has a great voice. So I'm interested to see which route they go in um, for Ben Grimm. To me, that's what I'm most interested to see how they handle that character but i'm looking forward to fantastic four i think they're going to do this movie really well yeah i there's certainly enough hype around it yeah for sure to make them want to like to let them know that like people are kind of because we have we've never really seen the fantastic four done successfully no no we have not um you know yeah and it's been tried you know like x-men once they come out with x-men x-men mm-hmm. has been around you know we've seen the x-men so what mm-hmm. are they going to do differently you know, this time around. But with Fantastic Four, we have Josh Trank's one, and then we have the 20th Century Fox release of Fantastic Four 1 and 2 mm-hmm. that, you know, with Michael Chiklis and Jessica Alba and, you know, and Grafold. Um, but, like, we don't really have anything that is, that's been successful. It's only been failures, you know. And so it just mm-hmm. makes me wonder what it is about this property that has been mismanaged to the point where we haven't seen a successful Fantastic Four. Now, I'm sure that's why they've waited so long to do the Fantastic Four, is to give enough space between it so that they have a clean slate to kind of operate off of it. But mm-hmm. I'm interested just to see how they how they do it, just because it is such a beloved, uh, it is a beloved like set of characters for a lot of people. And like Fantastic Four nerds are, they're diehard, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're intense. They're a different kind of Marvel fan. Um, well, I think fa- the the Fantastic Four might, if I'm not mistaken, aren't they like the oldest like Marvel? Aren't they like the oldest Marvel comic book superhero team? If I'm if I'm, it's something like that. Like they've they either are one of the oldest or if not the oldest. Um, they might be. I don't know. I heard that somewhere. I guess we can look that up. Um, I'm looking it up. Because I think they've been around a lot longer than like... They Yeah, they covered it in November 1961 is when the first one... Yep. Um, and let me see Avengers cover date. Mm-hmm. Let me see there. 1963. Yeah, so they predate the Avengers. That's crazy. Um. Yeah, so I'm I'm not sure. Let me see. Oh, here we go. Uh, reading here. Uh, yeah, no, this one of the titles. That's League of America. Uh, Leo said as the editor in chief, and I. Yeah, I think so. Um. Because they were made as a... Okay, so... <laughs> uh, I guess I can read a little bit of this. It might be interesting. Um, Apocryphal Legend... is from Wikipedia. Apocryphal Legend has it that in 1961, longtime magazine and comic book publisher Martin Goodman was playing golf with either Jack Leibowitz or Erwin Donenfeld uh, of rival company DC Comics, uh, then known as National Periodical Publications, and that... 
uh, and that the top executives bragged about DC's success with the new superhero team, the Justice League of America. While film producer and comics historian Michael uh, Uslan has debunked the particulars of that story, Goodman, a publishing trend follower aware of the JLA strong sales, did direct his comics editor to create a uh, Stan Lee to create a comic book series about a team of superheroes, according to Lee. Writing in 1974, Martin mentioned that he had noticed one of the titles published by National Comics seemed to be selling better than most. It was a book called The Justice League of America, and it was composed of a team of superheroes. If the Justice League is selling, spoke he, why don't we put a comic book uh, that features a team of superheroes? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what, like, the timeline in terms of, like, what was, like, the first Marvel character. But um, this seems pretty early in terms of, like, superhero. But maybe, obviously, I think there was, if if Stan Lee was already the editor-in-chief, then there were probably other characters. But um, they're yeah. pretty oh, old. Yeah. They're pretty old. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, finally getting their, their I think, their, their proper due. Um, I, I agree. It's high time we actually had a good movie that featured yeah. the Fantastic Four. Yeah, just so that the fans can like actually have something to point to and be like, "Look, it's good." Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you got any news items? Uh, Matt I, I Reeves got, like, is more. deep. Yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, Matt Reeves is reportedly deep into writing the Batman sequel. Cool. Good. Uh, we're working on a movie. I'll put it to you that way. We're deep in it, and my partner and I are writing. Matt, Tom, Mattson, Tomlin, and I are writing, and it's really exciting, and I'm really excited about what we're doing. Cool. Into that. Um, yeah. So that's Give me more. Yeah, that's what I want. They could literally put just whatever villain they want to in this point at this point, and I would just be so happy to have another Batman, the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Jackie Chan confirms that Rush Hour Four is in the works. Oh, cool! That's yeah. great. What fantastic yeah. news! <laughs> I know. Like that's the movie that I. That's the movie I didn't know I needed. Hmm. Um, um, did you you see these uh, uh, couple photos from the Roadhouse remake? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Uh, the latest images from the set of the film, as well as Conor McGregor himself, and a few photos taken from behind-the-scenes filming. Gyllenhaal and McGregor can be seen hanging out on set, as well as in the water, preparing to shoot a scene. In the photo shared by McGregor, he can be seen floating in the water. So, yeah, there's just a couple photos of Conor McGregor hanging out and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal hanging out. And, yeah, they're both all right. jacked and cool. All right. Jacked and cool. Yep. What else? What, what more would you want to be? I, um, you know, it's <laughs> what I strive to live my life towards. Exactly. Every um, day. <laughs> uh, there's a Captain Planet movie happening? What? Interesting. All right, let's see what this is. And apparently Glenn Powell's attached uh, from Top Gun. Um, no way. Way back in 2016, a Captain Planet film produced by Leonardo DiCaprio was announced with Glenn Powell attached to star and co-write the project. Uh, while not too much has been discussed since then, Powell and DiCaprio are still attached to the movie, with the actor recently revealing that the project might still have some legs in a recent interview with Entertainment Online. Powell was asked about the film, which the Top Gun Maverick star said that currently the project is up in the air due to the ongoing shakeups at Warner Brothers Discovery, but it may still happen. Um, 
I think those conversations will be happening shortly. I know DiCaprio is super passionate about it. I'm super passionate about it. I think it could be great. I want that one to work. I'd love to play that superhero. I'd also like $20 million. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, they're doing a Captain Planet movie. Uh, let's see what this says. Uh, okay, no, there's nothing really more here about it. Um, yeah, okay, Captain Planet. Fine. Leonardo DiCaprio's producing. Uh, Glenn Powell's starring in it, I would imagine, as Captain Planet. Um, great. All right. I don't know what, like, what, how you go about it. Like, do you make it like a comedy? Do you make it for like for all what you like, do is, all ages? What do you? How do you do it? You make it for all ages, but you make it very serious, and mm-hmm. you beat people over the head with your message. <laughs> <laughs> and you let them know that the planet is dying and that we all need to be our own superheroes to save the planet. And then you sell a bunch of bunch of bio, um, non-biodegradable toys at McDonald's. <laughs> there you go. You got yourself a movie, Derek. Um, I, you I, know what? I could be an executive. They say being an executive is hard. It doesn't seem that hard to me. No, no, it doesn't. It seems quite easy, actually. You just did it in t- 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> Make the movie. I thought this... I thought this headline was a joke when I first saw it, but The Passion of the Christ yeah. 2 reportedly begins filming this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, nearly 20 years what? after the release of the... <laughs> uh, what oh, story I, I do no they have idea. left to tell? I don't the know. The Passion of the Christ is essentially just a horror film. It is, yeah. It's a it's a horror film where the protagonist loses? <laughs> yes. just murdered Actually, slowly yes. for three hours? <laughs> Tortured to death, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially torture porn. Yeah. Um, nearly 20 years after the release of The Passion of the Christ, it seems the sequel to the biblical epic is to start filming rather soon. The sequel titled The Passion of the Christ Resurrection is said to start filming this spring, oh God. according to the world of real. The report also notes that Jim Caviezel is set to reprise his role as Jesus Christ from The Passion of the Christ. It's been a long time coming. Uh, This is a quote from... Who is this? Let me see. Oh, uh, let me see. It's been a long time coming, but I'm hearing Mel Gibson will finally be shooting The Passion of the Christ Resurrection in a few months, um, reports Jordan Rolmy. A late spring production is currently being eyed with Jim Caviezel set to return in the role of Jesus. So Mel Uh, Gibson just wants money. Yeah, probably. There's no reason to make a sequel to this. And the studio wants the money. Um... The because these, these the movie was hugely successful, so if they can, dude, it was re- hugely repeat successful. That, they can probably the film. Uh, I don't think they will repeat it because we all know how the story ends. That's true, or do we? The film made, and six, if you don't, you probably don't care. <laughs> yeah, the film made six hundred and twelve million dollars on a budget of thirty million, establishing it as an enormous financial success. Critical reception was mixed, with critics being split on the brutal depiction of the crucifixion, and some accusing the film of being anti-Semitic. Um. All right. Well, it is anti-Semitic. It's Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> Mel, Mel Gibson, an anti-Semite? Weird. Um, I know. Huh. Yeah, I could He's see- only a rich Catholic. <laughs> it totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I could see... So, if, if I was doing this movie, I would do it, like, sort of following... And this is probably what they're going to do, if I had to guess, um, is... Basically, it's going to follow the various um, disciples and things like that 
in in the in the aftermath of Jesus's crucifixion and and then sure. subsequent resurrection, I think you're gonna get the you know the you know the all the stories of like Jesus appearing to the disciples after he was yeah I was gonna say do you think they're gonna do the story where he sorry to interrupt you no but do you think it. they're gonna do the story where he just appears to those two random guys on the road and he's like hey and then he just fucks off probably there's probably gonna be a lot of that <laughs> in this movie we'll probably get you know it's probably gonna follow like the disciples but it probably will like follow like Paul I would imagine or something or mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like I think I think there's a I think they, it, you know, it sounds funny, like <laughs> Passion of the Christ too. I think it's it's a misnomer because uh, the Passion of the Christ is the title of the story that we already have completed. You know what I mean? Like that right. is what the yeah. Passion is. So like to call it the Passion of the Christ two is like calling a movie Titanic two. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, no, yeah, exactly. like we already it's saw just the an end. unimaginative sequel title. Yeah, it's just you're just. It, like call it what it is you're just making the bible now it's not like passion of the christ again <laughs> like it's just more stories from the bible which is fine uh but <laughs> passion a of the lot christ 2 is such a goofy title um but yeah so we'll see um i you know mel gibson maybe <laughs> an anti-semite uh but uh Hey man, he's a hell of a director. So we'll see. What he, we'll see what he ends up doing with this. Apocalypto is one of my favorite movies of all time at this point. Dude, Apocalypto is great. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what he and and to be honest, like I really thought the Passion of the Christ was really well directed and well done movie. So um, it certainly yeah. is effective. I'll give it that. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot. They, uh, they, I'm not. I'm not someone who's like instantly grabbed by like biblical storytelling like I, i'm not i'm not right. someone who's like oh this movie's about the bible let me run out and go see that but well, uh, <laughs> i think that's because every time they do it they do it through the lens of like they don't actually just tell want they don't really want to tell the story they have an agenda to telling the story and they right. let the agenda take over their ability to just tell the tale yeah it's less art and more propaganda <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i'm yeah. getting at yeah it's more propaganda than anything else yeah but I liked Passion of the Christ. I liked, and to a, a greater extent, I liked Noah. Because I think those movies are... Noah. Ev- <laughs> Noah was wild. Yeah, it was a wild movie. <laughs> um, I think, uh, uh, but I like those movies, even though, like, I mean, I don't think Noah's, like, a, a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think they, like, I just appreciate them for having a, a, a vision. Like, the directors clearly mm-hmm. had an idea and a take on these movies and they went for it as opposed to just like, let's just make some religious fluff and get our checks and get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Wasn't Christian Bale Moses? Um, Oh yeah, he was Moses in the Ridley Scott Exodus Gods and Kings or something. Yes, that's what it was. Exodus Gods and Kings, yeah. Uh, Joel Edgerton and Christian Bale, white guys playing Egyptians. Yeah, and and spoiler alert: besides the whitewashing of those characters, that movie's not great. Uh, no, it's not. It's, it's not a good movie. I was just remembering, like, but I, but what I appreciated about it was mm-hmm. that it did have its own vision. Sure, and it wasn't going to get bogged down in the propagandist storytelling. It just sure. wanted to tell a story, and I was like, "That's cool." Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, it totally was. Had... It good? No, <laughs> Joel. Edgerton, but I respect the hell out of Joel it. Joel Edgerton's performance in that movie is it's, it's bonkers, dude. Weird. It's like <laughs> it's so weird. It's like he's like. Uh, I'm going to do like a Silence of the Lambs thing. Okay, is everyone cool with that? Everyone's cool with that, right? They're like, no. He's like, okay, good. I'm going to do the Silence of the Lambs thing then. 
he he gives a really unhinged performance in that movie and it's kind of like it's almost as if he doesn't know what movie he's in you know what i mean (laughs) and that's what i think because you get into a ridley scott movie yeah that's swords and sandals you expect it to be like war right Mm -hmm. like all about war and this one Mm -hmm. wasn't i mean it had its moments but like it wasn't that wasn't the focus of it so it's like you kind of don't know what movie you're in yeah he it's like Aaron paul was in this he was Ben Kingsley. Even... Aaron, do you, you listen to this lineup? Okay. Christian Bale, Joel Edgerton, Ben Kingsley, Sigourney Weaver, John Turturro, Aaron Paul, Ben Mendo. <laughs> who else? Ewan Brenner. Yeah. Indira Varma. That's a lot of white people. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot for of a white movie people. that ta- for a movie that takes place in North Africa. <laughs> right. Yeah. In, in 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 like ancient like North Africa, like before right. you know was, any was colonization or anything like that. You know what I mean? It was like it was before Roman Greece took over exactly at, like, <laughs> took over Egypt. These are indigenous so, North Africans. They're definitely not Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> yeah. it's, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> ben Kingsley even gets it because he's like, he's like weirdly like racially fluid. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Ben Kingsley can be whatever he wants to be. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I believe it because he's such a good actor, right? Yeah. But like, but like Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> and Joel Edgerton. And Christian Bale. Literally Mayo. Australian. Like. <laughs> well, yeah. That John Turturro is movie. Italian, so we're getting closer, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's closer to the region, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a crazy, what a crazy film that was. Um, I don't Dude. really have any other stuff. Um, unless you Let have me anything. See. I don't think I do. Let me just double check. No, I'm out. All right. Uh, Harry Styles' MC return as Star Fox slash Eros is teased by the Eternals producer, I guess. Uh, we, I mean, oh, the Eternals producer, hit- the one that, the one that produced the worst Marvel movie of all time. <laughs> he wants another character to come back. I don't think that person should be allowed to say things anymore. Yep, uh, I agree. Um, I mean, that's cool. Also, uh, Harry Styles wasn't that big of a deal, right? Um. So apparently, uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, totally. Uh, but y- obviously, you don't cast Harry Styles as just a post-credit stinger. Like you're, they're gonna bring him back. I think. Uh, I think he's a good enough actor. I think he he's going to. I think join that new uh, Guardians team. Um, technically, he's an Eternal in the comic books. That yeah. character. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see what they end up doing with him. But I think he's probably gonna end up on that Guardians roster post Guardians Three. Um, Possibly, I, I would. I would think that's the direction they're going with him. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm. He might even show back up in Guardians Three. Who knows? Um, yeah, I don't. Really anything have, can happen. Anything can happen. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else unless you got something. No, I'm. I'm all tapped out on news. Cool. All right. Uh, anything you want to hit before we get on out of here? No, I'm just excited. It's as always. I'm excited to see what's coming. I'm excited to see what's working. I'm really excited to watch The Last of Us. Yes, um, 
I think I'm probably going to love it a little bit more than I'm prepared for. Um, probably. Probably. Um, it hits all the sweet spots for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah. so we'll see. Because um, I loved the game. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching The Last of Us and uh, just kind of seeing how that rolls out. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if Adam Driver is uh, fan- Mr. Fantastic. Yep, we will see. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to all of that as well. Um, cool. All right. Well, we'll get on out of here. Uh, people can find you online. Yep. Cool. You can find me online at Asan the DJ at A H S O H N the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular and WeeklyRegular.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Um, Derek, yeah, thanks for joining me again. And uh, we will see y'all next week.